Amen. I'm Isaiah Hollis. I'm the lead pastor here at the Power Place. I'm blessed. myself in a position today I'm feeling so blessed in the house that God has entrusted to us this house is special This house is on the map for a reason. This house will change this region. I believe by the promises that have been given by God, what is happening in our city will not be contained for much longer. So I come to you this morning completely blown away by what God is doing, but not content with where we're at. I love watching what uh, our finance director, Bill, has pursued with uh, 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 tenacity going after government money for our school. That's a blessing. Why would we not? They're going to use your tax dollars for who knows what. Probably to change boys into girls and girls into boys. To equip doctors to be able to do what we don't want them to do anyways. Create abortion centers around, we're done. Let's take back what's ours. Amen. Amen. Our house is expanding at a rapid pace. Things are happening in the house that are contagious. And I just want you to understand where you're at. Your seat, your seat that you're sitting in today, we need it. We need it because God is blowing our minds with what's coming in the house. So if you're sitting here today and you're half in and half out, I'm going to suggest as your pastor, if you choose to be here as a member of this house, I'm asking you to go all in. No more of this half in, half out, half warm, half cold. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what I believe. Uh, the few things that you guys do here concern me. Just read your Bible, get clarity and come on board. And if you can't come on board, come on board anyways. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm not here to bait anybody. We will not bait people into following us. What we are doing is following the word of God. And if you want to come along for the journey, please come, but bring your seatbelt. Because it's a wild ride. It's like riding in the passenger seat with Pastor Greg. It's just you don't know what's coming when you're entering the highway. God is moving and he's prompting our spirits with, with big moves. Church, you need to be praying because where we're headed in the days ahead, when I talk like next week, like things that are happening immediately in the house, you need to be praying, Lord, is this where you have me? Because if so, I'm going all in. Because we are a house that I'm not playing games. I've said this a million times over and I'll say it again. We're not playing games. I am not content with where I'm at spiritually. I want more. I want more and you should want more too.
I want to go deeper in him. I want our, 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 our touch and our expansion in this city to go harder. We need to go further. We claim bigger things than we've ever seen in this house before in Jesus' name. The power place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to be empowered by his spirit and his word so that you can go and engage with your world. In Philippians 4, verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. God downloaded this scripture into my spirit, and he said, I want you to start your morning with ridding anxiety. I was like, we're just going to start with an altar call? We're just going to go there from, from the start? He's like, yeah, because today we're talking about joy, and anxiety has to go. Go ahead and look at your neighbor and say, anxiety has to go. I heard the Lord say, anxiety has taken too much of your life. It stops today. If you struggle with anxiety, I want you to stand. We're going to pray for you this morning. If you struggle with anxiety, I want you to stand. Just be bold. Go for it. If you struggle with anxious thought, I want you to stand. We're going to pray for you today. Church, I want you to start praying right now in this moment. Go ahead. Start praying. Anxiety, go. If you're standing, I just want you to start presenting your request to the Lord. Lord, I hand you my anxiety. I want it no longer. <laughs> I'm choosing not to pick it up again. Anxiety, go in Jesus' name. I pray freedom over minds, hearts, souls, and spirits this morning in Jesus' name. Anxiety, go. Anxiety, go. Anxiety, go. Worry, go. No longer will you wake up in the morning worried about if you're going to make it through the day. No more will you wake up in the morning and worry about tomorrow. No more. His joy comes in the morning and you will live on fresh bread provided from above. The Lord is bringing everything that you need by the promise of the Lord God Almighty as he prompted my spirit today. Anxiety goes in Jesus' name. If you're standing, I just want you to lift both hands and I want you to receive it. I just want you to receive it right now. Freedom. Freedom. Freedom is yours for the taking. It's yours. Freedom. Freedom from anxious thought in Jesus' name. Freedom from anxious thought in Jesus' name. Anxiety, go. 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 feel a peace coming in the room <laughs> right now right now peace peace over your home peace over your mind peace over your car peace over your work job cubicle wherever you peace in Jesus name
peace. Now in Jesus' name. speak laughter into your home now in Jesus name when anxiety comes laughter <laughs> takes over I will not be anxious about anything but in everything I will pray oh I will pray Lord I will not mm, I will not be anxious about anything Lord but I will pray and when I pray joy will hit my home in Jesus name Lord I pray laughter it's not <laughs> containable in Jesus name it's not containable Lord I pray all fear goes and laughter comes in Jesus name I just I feel a weight with uh, money I, I feel like there's there's some of you in the room that your your anxiety comes from not having enough and the Lord wants you to know today that he is the enough that you've been looking for. Thank you, Lord. We receive all of you. Everything that you are. Do it now in us and through us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 The world has taken the word anxiety and put it on everything. Anxiety is a spirit, and we don't accept it. And when I say laughter, I pray uncontrollable laughter. That when anxiety, mm, when anxious thoughts even start to, I pray that you would break out in a belly laugh, staring down the throat of the devil, saying, you have no power over me, over my house, over my children, over my heritage. I'm telling you, you guys have got to get serious about where you stand. When anxiety starts to rise, you start to press it down with joy. No, 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 no. I choose today not to be anxious about anything, but I'm going to have a little celebratory dance as I laugh around my house. I'm going to remove myself from work because I'm getting kind of anxious. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to have myself a little dance party in the stall. Why? Because the Lord wants you to glorify him. Him, and when you glorify him, anxiety has to go. It has to go. They can't be in the same room. It, it can't coexist. Anxiety and joy cannot coexist. Joy trumps anxiety. Light trumps darkness. It is what it is. We call a spade a spade around here. We also call a male a male and a female a female. It's what it is. It's what we do. We just, we just know the truth. We go back to Mr. Rogers, and Mr. Rogers said it, and so we believe it. A boy is a boy, and he'll always be a boy. I don't know where we veered wrong. 
Mr. Rogers, he always kept us straight. Straight. Get it? I didn't try that one. Anyways, God is so good. He's so good, but his love is convicting. He's so good, but his love is so convicting. I am convicted on a weekly basis about his love. His love is so good, but yet he chooses me. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for a God so good to choose someone like me. But he does. And he's chosen you the same way he's chosen me. God is continually wanting to be in your life in every area of your life. God wants to come in and he wants to rest with you. God wants to come in and he wants to run with you. God wants to come in and he wants to go to work with you. God wants to come in and he wants to reside in your marriage. God wants to come in and he wants to reside in your parenting. We've just chosen to, to, to remove him from certain areas in our life. Well, I'll do all this and this will be great, but this one thing is me. I'm going to continue to do this because this is my comfort zone. I've always smoked, so I will always smoke. It just makes me happy. This eases me. That's a choice. And the choice is, let's go back to the Bible and understand that God wants us to be free from all addiction. All addiction. What, what, what are some things? Take away you know, any kind of drug or alcohol or anything like that. What are some things, some, some maybe attitudes or characteristics that you're addicted to. When I bring up joy, and we, we, we're talking about joy today, maybe for some of you, that even word, even that word frustrates you because you're a, you're a person of anger. And you love anger more than you love joy. So you love to get into your moods. You're one of those people that, that, that likes the mood swings. and You like to get into that mood. So in that mood, that mood will always take you over. And joy in the moment here feels okay, but when it's talked about, you're like, yeah, but what about that moment that I love to go back and revert back to me? That can't be. Those two can't be. Again, anger and joy cannot coexist. We need to understand this. We need to get this as a church. Joy, I believe joy is coming today even in pain. I believe joy is coming today, even in your struggle. I believe joy is coming today, even in your doubt. That's how good God is. You're sitting here right now in this moment, and maybe, maybe you're sitting here, you're like, I'm doubting everything right now. I mean, the girl that's leading worship, she's kind, of, she's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, she is kind of crazy. I will, I'll side with you on that one. Joy in the good and bads, my sister. Joy in the good and the bad. No matter what, joy is there. Joy has been put in a box for so many years the way that people have put church and God in a box. Joy is in the same box. It's funny to me because I believe that church in 2023 has turned into a carpentry shop. Because all we do is we compartmentalize all of our areas that we want and we just put little things in boxes. And we sit in our seat and we, we, we hear the word, we hear what's talked about, we hear the Bible, but yet it doesn't really fit all areas of our life, so we just take what we want and leave the rest. That is one of the most dangerous things we can do with the word of God. One of the most dangerous things we can do because when you take things that you like and leave things that you don't, you're leaving conviction and taking a good feeling. You can't leave conviction. You can't leave that. 
You need to pick that up and say, Lord, I pray on a daily that you would convict my heart. Convict me. Lord, show me. Show me where I'm, where I'm lacking. Show me what, where my struggle is so that I can overcome this and not com- continue to go back to what I've always gone back to. In Psalms 30, verse 4, it says, Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. When I wake up, what was is gone because today is a new day. And I live off fresh fresh manna from above. He wants to provide daily for us. And so as I come singing, yes, I come singing in his presence. I come, I come worshiping and, 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 and glorifying him. Worship is a time where we glorify him, not our problem. Worship is a time where we glorify him, not our problem. It's all about him. We worship him. Not Lord, help me in this moment. No, you're worshiping him. And through you worshiping him, he helps you. Everything that you're feeling, everything that's in your mind, everything that's that's weighing you down, just by worshiping him, he starts to free you from the bottom to the top. It's an incredible, incredible thing. It's funny to me that the Bible is actually accurate. O come, Psalms 95 verse 1, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Oh, come. Oh, come. Let's sing. Let us make a joyful noise. Let's sing. With joy to the rock of our salvation. James 1, verse 2. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come our way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Dear brothers and sisters, when your when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Consider it an opportunity for gr- when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for gr- This doesn't make sense. Hold on. Because when I was studying this, I, didn't, I guess I didn't get this. Wait, wait, you're saying that you, wait. 
You're saying that when I have troubles, it's an opportunity for me to have more joy? What? This is confusing. This doesn't make sense. 2023. Hold on. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for good joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your, in, your endurance has a chance to grow. So, so joy can still be in pain. So I can still have joy in my pain. So the spirit of joy can coexist with my pain. Yes. Yes. Why? Because joy is what gets you through. Joy is what doesn't let you settle down and build a campsite in the valley. Joy is what takes you through it and says, hey, don't stop here. Come on. Continue to go. This is joy. This is what it looks like. This is why you're laughing and you shouldn't be. Everybody thinks you're crazy. You are. You're a son of the most high God. You're crazy. So now you're just coming along for the ride. And it's like, Lord, I shouldn't be laughing right now, but I'm choosing to laugh. I'm choosing joy even in the midst of pain. I, 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 I don't understand it. I don't get it. I'm overwhelmed with emotion, but I know that you're good. And so since you're good and my situation is bad, I choose joy. It doesn't make sense. I never said it made sense. It just works like that because it's Bible and Bible is true. And so pain doesn't trump joy. Ooh, for some of you, if you would get this, it would change your entire life and your husband would actually like you again. I'm telling you, joy, joy in and amongst pain is okay. You're not some crazy psycho over in the corner like, <laughs> I love pain. No, 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 no. It's, it's this like, this like, it, it, it just, this joy that's overwhelming. And as you're in front of the Heavenly Father, what you've experienced in all these little pockets of pain in your life, now they start to be torn off. And it's like, I can't help it but to worship you in this moment. I know that it doesn't make sense. And I know that the weight is heavy, but I just choose to praise you. And through praising now, joy, now my legs become lighter and I just want to dance. I just want to get before you and become undignified because you're so good. I shouldn't be smiling, but I am. Who is the Heavenly Father to you? Because to me, he's a joy giver even amongst pain. What struggle have you been walking through? And are you able to laugh? Are you able to still hold on to joy even though? Even though. Psalms 94, 19. Do we have different versions? I'm just going to read the back screen. Do we? Do you have, it's all good. Go ahead and throw up uh, Psalm 94, 19. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Can I just have a moment, Lord, and consult you for a second? I just need to sit with you for a little bit. Is that okay? When anxiety was great within me, just being with you brought me joy. 
just being with you brought me joy. When anxiety was great, everybody say great anxiety. Okay, great anxiety, not just anxiety, great anxiety. In the Bible, when he's talking about great anxiety, that means he means a lot of anxiety, a big amount of anxiety, like the kind of anxiety that's crippling you in the side of the room. Okay, great anxiety, like like the amount of anxiety that you felt when you felt crippled that you couldn't leave your house, that kind of anxiety, great anxiety. When anxiety was great within me, your just being with you brought me joy. Just being in your presence brought me joy. Just being around you, it brought me joy. Ooh, move on. Uh, Habakkuk 3.17. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food. Oh, man, what a depressing verse. Everything's going wrong. Oh, my word. I, I got an empty fig tree. I got nothing going on. Everything's falling apart. Even though, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls. My situation doesn't look very good. (laughs) Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in my God, my Savior. I... It doesn't look right. It doesn't make sense. Man, dude, how in the world do you have so much joy? You, your life is awful. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just a season. God's joy is so good. How, 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 how do you stay here mentally? How do you go here? Daily encounters. How do you overcome anxiety and all these things and get joy? Daily encounters. Daily encounters matter. They matter. It's not just something we say. It's not a cute saying. It's the way you experience joy on a daily. Daily encounters. Getting before him. Even though my fig tree, my sheep, my sheep. The sheep left? I don't even have any sheep in the pen. This is a bad day. Nobody in the stalls? What? I got no fruit and no animals. I choose joy. I choose to rejoice. What does it look like to rejoice when you have nothing? Full surrender. Lord, I know it doesn't look right. But I rejoice even though. Because you're so good. I know I've battled health problems my entire life. Even though I choose to rejoice in you. For some of you, and I feel this for for who's watching online. For some of you, your chronic illness is what holds you back from entering in full on. Because it's the thing that you hold against God saying there's no possible way you're that good if you're willing to give me this. Even though, joy, I choose to rejoice. And in my choosing to rejoice, God floods joy. In my choosing to rejoice, God brings joy. 
in my choosing to rejoice, everything else fades away because his joy trumps everything. You get yourself, uh, I love where Pastor Greg always goes with the surprise position. You get yourself in the surprise position. You get yourself in the area to be able to be surprised by a healing. Not sitting back and be like, oh, question everything. No, no, no. You say, Lord, no matter what you have for me, I'm here to serve you. Oh, it's good. So good. Psalm 16, verse 11. You make known to me the path of life. For some of you, you've walked in, in confusion. Right here, you need this verse. You make known to me the path of life. Every decision, you go before him. I don't know where to go next. Go before him. I don't know how, how to go before him. I don't know what to go before him. I need I need a counselor. Go before him. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. You will fill me with joy in your presence. This is why we talk about daily encounters being so important, because you got to get in his presence to feel the joy. Got to get in his presence and it needs to be intentional time in his presence. That's a word that we felt over this year. Until it's getting serious, because I just had spit bubbles go. We're going deep. <laughs> intentional time. It's a word we felt over this year. Being intentional in his presence. Being intentional in this house. Starting to create things intentionally for the future. When you come into his presence on a daily basis, you should be intentional. Not just open your word and be like, Lord, speak. Okay, God, today's the day. You're going to land me on the verse that matters. Oh, I love this book. This is great. Yeah, there's moments in time where, you know, that's, that's a fun. No, be intentional. Be intentional. Don't let every day of your, of your spiritual walk just be a journey of letting God surprise you. Yes, there it is. Really wanted to be in Matthew today anyways. Lord, thanks for bringing me here. Does that make sense? Be intentional. Be intentional in your reading. Be intentional in your, when you're reading your word. Get into a reading plan so that you're walking along. I love, I love the, the one-year Bible. Man, get on version app. Download it and start reading it on a daily. It reads it to you. It's so easy. In your commute to work, you read the Bible. It's great. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. Talk radio is trash and all the music on radio is trash and whatever you're listening to, just don't listen to it anymore. Listen to the Bible. Oh my gosh, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. It takes all your excuses and flushes them out the door. Start reading the Bible. Start getting it in your, your spirit. You start, start digesting it and, and being in his presence intentionally. And as he, as he speaks, you're having to push pause and be like, Lord, explain that. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Lord, explain that. Help me. Help me to understand what, what I don't understand here. And the Lord starts to, to, to reveal it to you. Ooh. And as he reveals it to you, it's like, oh, Lord, I love this. And I love you more. And now our relationship is becoming intimate. And this is great. And now, now I like being in your presence. So I look forward to tomorrow getting in the car and reading your word again because it's so good. And I feel like we're actually like friends. It's great. I don't have to look forward to seeing you on Sunday because my daily encounters are kind of lacking. Now I get to see you daily. And Lord, can we do this again at lunch? Because I'm feeling like a nice, you know, like connection now. Is that okay? Lord just wants you. He wants you. He just wants to be around you. When you do that, all of a sudden you're in his presence. And now you can't help but to be joyful. And now people at work are annoyed at your joy because you're too joyful. I'm telling you, it happens. It happens. Just go to any local store, to the cash register, and just be like, hey, man, how you doing? I promise you they're responsible. Probably be like, oh, I mean, I'm all right. 
Why are you just all right? Well, I know why you're just right, because you don't have Jesus. And if you do, you probably don't have a deep relationship with him. <sighs> do we get it? We're understanding. Joy, he wants it for you. Joy, he wants it for you. In pain, he wants it for you. In your struggle, he wants it for you. Philippians 1. Remember, Paul was in prison with Silas. Did the whole prayer and shaking of the doors, and you know, God just revealed and opened up. It was amazing. Paul's now with Timothy. Paul and Timothy, bond servants of Christ Jesus. To all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, including the overseers and deacons. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. Always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all. In view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. For I am confident of this very thing. That who, he who began a good work among you will complete it by the day of Christ Jesus. For it is only right for me to feel this way about you all, because I have you in my heart. Since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of grace with me. For God is my witness. How I long for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this, I pray, that your love may overflow still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. So that you may discover the things that are excellent. That you may be sincere and blameless for the day of Christ. Having been filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. Now, verse 12, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that my circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel so that my imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become well known Throughout the Praetorium. And to everyone else. And that most of the brothers and sisters. Trusting in the Lord because of my imprisonment. Have far more courage to speak the word of God without fear. Some, to be sure, are preaching Christ even from envy and strife. But some also from goodwill. The latter do it out of love knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition rather than the pure motives, thinking that they are causing me distress in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. 
But not only that, I also will rejoice, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my eager expectation and hope that I will not be put to shame in anything, but that with all boldness, Christ will even now, as always, be exalted in my body, whether by life or death. I know that was a lot of reading, but I want you to understand the, the, the whole environment. He is saying that his imprisonment got them there. So by him going into a valley moment, all he was doing, all Paul was doing is proclaiming Jesus. And now all of a sudden he's imprisoned, beaten, flogged the whole night, released. And now he's saying, hey, listen, on the other side of my imprisonment, look what's happening to people around they're changing. Now, there's a few that are out there for the wrong motives, but for the good, God is pouring out and he's used my imprisonment to get us here. He used my valley to get us here. He used what I walked through to get us here. What's God want to do through your testimony? What's God want to do through your valley? Some of you have the most incredible testimony, incredible story, but you've hidden it. God's like, no, no, no. I want to take that imprisonment. I want to take that season and I I want to use it. I want to use it because joy is coming and you're going to be a taker of it. You're going to be a taker and a carrier of joy so that when people come in contact with you, it's an immediate bump in to joy. I've always known you. You know, for some of you, you have history with people and, and, and they know you. They've known you. And so you've, you've got history with people and they, they, there's relationship there. Now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're just going to flip a switch. There's going to be questions. Why all of a sudden are you happy? Because I've chosen joy. It's a choice. I've chosen joy. I've chosen not to let anxiety rise, but joy be steady. The spirit of anxiety goes. The spirit of all that worry and, 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 and confusion, that goes, and joy comes. And it sits and it rests in and amongst your business. In and amongst your business that's blessed because it's godly. Those of you that own businesses right now, I, I, I believe God is, is getting ready to pour joy in your business, even in among, amongst all the chaos and craziness of owning a business. Because you've given your business back, and if you haven't, you need to, because you've given your business back to him and said, Lord, it will always be yours, it will never be mine. He's going to start pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. You're not going to know where it's coming from. It's just pouring out because you've given your business back to him with all the anxious thought and everything that goes into running a business. God is going to pour out joy on your business. Obedience. Obedience is the key to life. And so we we come into alignment with obedience, with with our 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 mindset, with our, our money. Money is the root of all evil. We're just so attached to it. And so there's, there's this thing that, that it just draws in. Well, I, I, I have to work. I have to do this stuff because if I don't, everything. 
No, no, no. Anxious thoughts go, joy come. Discernment comes from knowing him. So when you're in his presence, you get discernment. Some of you are going to get this tonight at, at dinner. You're going to be sitting around the table and be like, man, that, that was actually good. You're sitting here just staring at me now, but you're actually going to get it. And tonight, you're actually going to love it that I'm saying this to you. So, so just understand, what I'm trying to help you with is to realize the fact that you don't have to be a miserable face. I'm just trying to help out your fall family picture that's coming. Okay, That's all I'm trying to help out. Hear me, or your white, uh, the, the white and khaki on the beach. Okay, whatever, whatever you, whatever your flavor is, whether it's pumpkins or sand, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Hear me. Let me sit down for a family meeting for a second. Okay, let me go full, full on. Let me help you. You do not have to live a life that's miserable. Yeah. That's one. That's good. I mean, that's that's all right. That's good. But here's the kicker. Without obedience, you will always be miserable. Always. And nobody, no one can help you but you. If you choose to be out of alignment in one area of your life, I don't know what you expect. I can't sit here and help you find joy if you're choosing disobedience. There is nothing that I can do to help you to organize your finances and steward your life well and bring this and do that. No, no, no. The only thing is, if you fully align yourself with obedience, is the only way you'll get the full blessing from above. It's a hard truth. It's a really hard truth because a lot of people don't want to obey. You know where it comes from? A childhood of rebellion. I watch kids of 2023 already rebellious and their parents allowing it with a smile. Well, it's not rebellion. It's just disobedience. Mm-hmm. Yep, Disobedience at three, disobedience at four, disobedience at seven, disobedience at 12, rebellion at 16. Yeah, you call it disobedience now. You're creating and manicuring and taking care of rebellion. And you are the allower of it. And what it's become in your household is a comfort thing. Because you know if you bring it up and you, have, you face it head on, you're going to have a gnarly conversation. Around here, we do real. doesn't matter if you're offended by it. It's the truth. So let's talk about it so we can get over it. I, I'm telling you, church, you need to hear me. This is the key. Uh, obedience is the key to life. We, we were watching uh, some show. I was watching a show with the kids uh, the other night, and, and it came on, and the little boy got on, and he goes, uh, my dad always taught me that preparation is the key to life, and all three of my kids were like, nope. <laughs> I was like, power plays academy, let's go. <laughs> preparation isn't the key to life. Obedience is. <laughs> Preparation don't do nothing if you don't have obedience. That's why you'll see all these successful business leaders end in failure when they don't have obedience. All the money in the world. Where'd it go? I don't know. It only lasts for a season. It only lasts for a season. Obedience 
Oh, I just want joy. Where's your obedience? I want anxiety to go. That's great. And I want it to go for you. And that's why we pray and come beside you. Because we want anxiety to go for you too. But you're going to pick it right back up with disobedience. Can I just be real for a second? Can I help you? Can I pass you for a second and let you understand that you are choosing to pick things back up when you walk right back into disobedience? Well, I'm not a disobedient person. What would it look like if Jesus hung out with you for a week? Got to go home with you. Got to go to work with you. Got to hang out with your friends that you hang out with more than you hang out with your wife. What would it look like if Jesus came out and hung out with you and everything that you did? You couldn't change what was normal. You couldn't try to impress him because he already knows. What would that look like? Would he be impressed by your life? I really want you to go here and I want you to travel a little bit. And I want you to understand that God wants full obedience in every area. Even down to our, man, I'm going to go here. We're going to go here for a second. I'm going to go here, no soapbox needed, down to your language. Some of you have got some loose lips. Oh, yikes. And you think it's attractive when you go off. Oh, my gosh. You need to control your mouth. language is ugly. Well, I don't cuss. No, I know. I'm talking about gossip. Now you, the cuss, you need to clean that up too. Are you trying to be a sailor? Clean it up. You follow the most high. Would you cuss in front of him? Then don't cuss without him because he's with you. That's just a side note. I'm talking about gossip. Stop the gossip. Oh my word. Why in the world do we have the rumor weed from veggie tales everywhere? It's ridiculous. I just can't even fathom what goes on behind closed doors. It boggles my mind. I don't understand it. That's why we choose to lean into hard conversations because intentional conversations lead to health. Hey, I'm annoyed at something. Let's talk. Whoa, that's brilliant. You mean we're not going to just harbor this and talk about it behind each other's back? No, it's great. Something new. It's go good and healthy. Like literally, as a church, what if we had a, 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 an environment of actually doing this, of actually living this out, not chattering behind and I don't know, man, did you see what they did? I don't know if I trust them. I don't know if we can do this. I don't know if we go there. Oh, my word. Are you kidding me? If you have doubts about things, ask questions. Right. Ask questions. If, if you're worried about where the finances are doing or this, go talk to them. There should be no question unturned. Turn them over so that you can have full confidence in him. I'm telling you, I feel this in my spirit so heavy that the joy is, is, is trying to break in. But there's so many things that are holding us back from being able to break in to all that God has for us. Worship team, you can join me, please. There is a level of obedience. And it's perfect obedience. One of the things uh, Miss Holmes does over in our kindergarten classes, they talk about first-time obedience, immediate obedience in our house. <laughs> Say, ah, 
immediate obedience. So if I ask you to do something, then I expect it to be done right there. Hey, can you guys go brush your teeth? What's the response? Immediately. Yeah, no problem. You got it. If there's a law and a gap, then things are forgotten. Did everybody brush your teeth? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, because you didn't go immediately. So we're just going to choose immediate obedience. When God prompts your spirit and says, go pray for that person, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. You get home. Oh, I forgot to pray for that person. Ah. Person dies in a crash on the way home, and you missed your chance. I'm, I'm, I'm going real. I want you to know how serious I am about obedience. When God speaks to your heart, you go. You don't wait. You're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised next hour. There's nothing promised for you except for heaven. That's the only thing you have. So when God starts to speak to your spirit and prompt your spirit, obedience is key. Obedience is key. And from obedience, I get joy. I get laughter. The house is full of it. And it's amazing. And, 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 and it's here in the work environment. It's home in our environment. And, and joy is just everywhere. And, and then you go around my mom and it's just you know, loud laughter. And it's like everything is just joyful. Well, do bad things come? Yes. Bad days happen. In pain, joy is there. In struggle, joy is still there. It's choice. Stand with me, please. 